Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. What do you say, big guy? You want to go for a ride in the Bob Mobile? The Bob Seska <laughs> Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 834 of the Biden-Harris administration. 551 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska. That's my handle. That's how you find me. That's where I'm at. Twitter, it's BobSeska underscore go. Spoutable is Bob Seska. And our Patreon page, of course, is BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there is the Goth Ninjas. It is spicy Jody Hamilton ha. dr- dropping the C word on Stephanie Miller's Patreon, Patreon show. <laughs> yeah, I like the metal bikini there, Jody. That was a nice touch for Star well, Wars. Well, you know, Teddy. somebody's got to wear it. <laughs> That's right. What's the uh, Patreon page for Stephanie Miller? Is it patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller? I would assume so, yeah. I'm just going to go with that. Patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller. Also, Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. We've got a world premiere Astral Summer <laughs> single for you later. And guess what? We're playing the whole damn song. We're playing the whole Woo-hoo! thing. Yeah, folks, I'm super needy today. I was yeah. just going to have to. <laughs> I want us to put my drawing on the fridge with a magnet and tell everybody how great it is. Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I need the affirmation. It's been a tough week. On the upside, it's only two and a half minutes long. So that's all you, you have to deal with. If you don't like it, then you can skip ahead. See, there is that skip ahead button on all the podcast players. It's very convenient. I've used it many, many times. So, and Lonnie uh, mastered it this morning at 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. At 4 a.m. Oh, that's when we're up. Is you guys, oh, so you both get up at crazy o'clock. Is that what you do? The, the cat usually gets him up. And in fact, today he got up after I did because she got him up at three. He went back to bed. And so <laughs> okay. I got up at 3.50 and she and he were in bed until like 4.20 and I needed to borrow his truck and he had stuff in the truck. So it was a whole Michigas. Okay, can he I ask you? finally got up uh-huh. at like 20 after four. I'm like, dude, you're up late. Why are you doing this? Why are you well, getting I, up at four o'clock? I um well, cat. Um, okay. And this week it's Stephanie's show. See, that makes sense. But you normally get up that early. At, I normally get up around five. Okay. Um, if I sleep till six, that's like whoa, dude. The day is gone. Yeah. Well, for me, four o'clock <laughs> in the morning means five more hours of sleep. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning means for me. <laughs> 
So uh, we've got some. I gotta say, big a big thank you to Lonnie yeah. for like he keeps he keeps like it's like a moment's notice. I'm like, hey, hey, Lonnie, do you mind? Yeah. I mean, for tomorrow morning, can you get this song mastered in time so we can play it on the show yes. tomorrow? That's and he all. did. There is going to be a remix of this song, and I was like, Lonnie, if you feel like it, you could put a guitar track on there. <laughs> So I mean I would nudge be, nudge wink wink yeah I would be so thrilled if he played on this but we'll see <laughs> yeah it'd be great did the other David play on this play uh, a guitar track on this one well I wasn't actually going to talk about that because David unfortunately is having a major issue with his right shoulder from an old martial arts injury he's got in cap or frozen shoulder syndrome oh that's oh, no. the worst yeah Kimberly had can't that for a while even strap on a guitar right now so oh, everybody pray for baby. Dave all oh, right right. Um, well, when you said you weren't going to talk about it, I thought it was going to be something much more clandestine and secret and sordid. No. It takes a long time to recover, too. Uh, but, which uh, means no shows for the foreseeable future, which I'm very disappointed okay. about. Okay. All right. Well, uh, good luck to the other David. Yeah. And by the way, that's how I'm going to refer to him from now on, is the, the other David. <laughs> other Dave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some great news to start out the show with. Thankfully, this happened before we started the show. Seems like whenever there's a breaking news story, one of the major comments that I see on Twitter is, oh, this is great news for Bob. It happened before a show. Or this is terrible <laughs> this is terrible news for Bob. It happened right after his show finished. Thousands of people are dead of an earthquake in Turkey, but Bob at least got it in before deadline. Thankfully. That's right. It's somehow going to be good news or terrible news for me, depending on the timing. But uh, the Proud Boys. Well, it's always good news for John McCain. Yeah. The uh, four Proud No, it's what is it? five Proud Boys have yep. been found guilty. This council has no hesitation in proclaiming you all guilty. 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 Oh, I did a takeoff on that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna send you the takeoff that we did on that. So Enrique Terrio. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Ethan Nordine, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Real, and Jeremy Bertino. And that was a plea. He pled out that one. But we've got five Proud Boys guilty of seditious conspiracy. You know what this entails? The possibility for a maximum sentence of. 20 years in prison. Now, Jody, you have some extra details about how that will play out as far as sentencing, right? Well, I mean, each each of the counts that they were convicted, for which they were convicted, yeah. how English was that, um, <laughs> can have a maximum sentence of 20 years. Okay. So they're looking at a minimum of a, a potential 40, and, and uh, New York Times said potentially 50 because there was another count that was minor. Yeah. So mm. these guys are potentially looking at 50 years in prison, and I hope that the judge throws the book at him so that nobody tries to do this again because seditious conspiracy is very difficult to prove and the DOJ has done it multiple times right now. Yeah. So this is really bad news for Donald Trump, isn't it? Oh, totally. Especially because of Denny Terrio's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Denny Terrio's It's not really Denny Terrio's brother. It's not Denny Terrio's brother, but no. that's what I call him. Right, right. It's Enrique Terrio. Well, no, and he, I mean, you know, De Denny d was a much better dancer than Enrique. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Enrique, not a very good dancer. Go yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, they're definitely going to do time, right? Oh, There's God, not, yes. Oh, yeah. They're not going to get, oh, yeah. like, probation oh, yeah, yeah. and have no. to do community service. 
at the Heritage Foundation. Or, yeah, this, is, this is serious, serious federal charges here we're talking about. Yeah. And you know what I keep thinking about when it comes to the sentencing, which we haven't heard yet, just to be totally clear about that. We don't know what the sentence is going to be, but the maximum sentence is 20 years in prison for seditious conspiracy. In federal prison, I wonder how a group known as the Proud Boys is going to fare in prison. I don't imagine yeah. a group that has that particular title. Because I've always thought that Proud all Boys... those guys look like marshmallows. Yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, plus, they're not hard men. Exactly. Plus, Proud Boys sounds like a Pornhub category. You know what it I mean? It totally does. Yeah. So <laughs> they're either going to be super unpopular in prison or they're going to be very, very popular. Either way, <laughs> it's bad news for the Proud Boys. Either way, you slice that. So also, for the record, we add to that list the Oath Keepers, who have already been found guilty of the same charges. Stuart Rhodes, Kelly Meggs, Roberto Minuta, Ed Vallejo, Joseph Hackett, Steve Morshell, William Todd Wilson, Joshua James, and Brian Ulrich, all guilty. No hesitation in proclaiming you <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think of that, Tucker Carlson, huh? <laughs> That's all great news on that yeah. particular front. And so now when it comes down to people like, I don't know, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, all of the architects of what went down on January sixth. I would be terrified if I were any of those guys. If Donald Trump were capable of human emotion, <laughs> he'd be oh, he's really afraid of fear. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Of course, he's of fully course. capable of fear and paranoia. Those are reptile brain emotions. Yeah. You yeah. know, like he's got those. But I just, I feel like it makes sense, though, if, you know, the, all the Oath Keepers were, they were conspiring with someone. Yeah. yeah. So they were conspiring with the Proud Boys who were conspiring with the executive branch under Donald Trump. So it makes sense that the upholding jurisprudence from one judge to another would be, yes, you know, this right. is seditious conspiracy. So I say bully. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Washington Post reports this is another uh, interesting part of this story. Over nearly 15 weeks of proceedings, prosecutors alleged that the Proud Boys on trial saw themselves as Trump's army, quote unquote, inspired by his directive to stand back and stand by during his presidential debate with Joe Biden, his call for a wild protest in December of 2020, prosecutors said the men sought to keep Trump in power through violence on the day that Congress met to certify the presidential election results. So this ties directly to Donald Trump in a sense that he told them to stand back and stand by. And you know what? There's part of me, I keep thinking about that moment in that presidential debate when he said that. And part of me thinks, of course, that he was telling the Proud Boys to stand by. But then another part of me believes that he was doing that thing where he screws up a word, says the wrong yep. word, and then yep. retcons it immediately, like tries to incorporate it somehow. That, oh, yes, I meant to say that wrong word. So right. when they were, whoever it was, it was a Chris Wallace kind of badgering him to tell the uh, Proud Boys to stand down. So when he went to say, stand back, he meant to say, stand down. And then when he went to correct the stand back, he said, stand by. 
Mm-hmm. That will only, what I'm just explaining right now, will only make any sense to people who have seen many of his rallies. Like if Hal Sparks right. was mm-hmm. sitting here in our group, Hal Sparks would go, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's retconning his fuck up, which yep. he does all the time. He does it. I mean, the magnified fortune thing. Oh my God. <laughs> A fashionable magnified tape is, is what he said. Yeah, magnified that was, it was portion. so weird. The fashionable magnified tape was him trying to retcon saying magnified fortune. And I think maybe the stand back and stand by was the same dynamic. However, doesn't matter. He said what he said. And that is now on the record. Everyone watching TV that night saw it. Everyone's seen the clip. It's been used in court. The Proud Boys have said, yes, we were following instructions from Donald Trump. And as part of all of this, whether it's the Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys, they have repeatedly stated, each one of these defendants has said, oh, yeah, we're just acting on orders from Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted us to be there to do our thing. And that's why we showed up. And that's why we plotted to do this in the first place meantime on the donald trump front he was uh i think in scotland or uh, this morning yeah this morning and he was playing golf but he insisted trump insisted to reporters there that he's going to return to new york city to confront e Jean carroll in court Here's Donald Trump in uh, some at some golf, one of his golf courses, one of his many golf courses, just losing his spadoinkle all over the place. He is pissed, and I'm here for every delicious okay, Grandpa. second. Of We're going to get you to the ninth green. <laughs> here we go. I have to leave Ireland, and I have to leave Scotland, where I have great problems. Two different countries. Early. Yeah. Well, see, that's another instance where he meant to say Scotland, and he said Ireland, yeah. and then he had to add Scotland to correct himself. Be- it really is like a drunk crossing an icy street listening yeah. to him talk. <laughs> I love that. By the way, there was a lot of wind, so hence the crackly audio. I have to leave Ireland and I have to leave Scotland where I have great properties. I have to leave early. I don't have to, but I choose to. Will you attend the trial, Mr. President? I'll probably attend. It's a disgrace that it's allowed to happen. It's called false accusations Sorry. against a rich guy. It says it's a against false, a rich guy. Against a rich guy, and so now he's going to re- he's going to retcon that. Watch him correct that. Or in my case, against a famous, rich, and political person. <laughs> so he went from I'm a rich guy to I'm. I'm a, not just. I'm famous, rich, political, and, and very handsome. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a person, damn it! I'm Trump, and I'm a person. I'm a human being. It's leading the polls by forty points, and I have to go back. For a woman that made a... So he believes because he's leading in the polls by 40 points that he's immune from lawsuits? Is that the point that he's trying to make there? I'm ahead in all the polls, which means I'm above the law because the polling is the line of demarcation. That's the Maginot line. If I cross that line, I don't know what what, what he's talking about here. And I have to go back for a woman that made a false accusation about me and I have a judge who's extremely hostile. And I'm going to go back, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to confront this one. This. Oh, one. that was a, a the remix. Remix. <laughs> My <laughs> board malfunctioning. Version. Yeah, sorry. Woman is a disgrace, and it shouldn't be allowed to happen in our country. So you can. Okay? That's totally false. It was fake. She's a fake. She wrote it a book. No. She's a Democrat. Uh, we have a rough judge. We have a judge that doesn't like me much. Appointed by Bill Clinton. And he's a, he sounds he's a drunk guy that and hoarse. Like yeah. 
Yeah, well, he's been sounding hoarse. We're going to play a clip of him talking to Nigel Farage about the coronation oh, of God. King Charles here in a second. <laughs> and he does. He sounds like he's got a cold or something. I don't know what's going on. Or is, you know what? Guess what? Trump is old and he's in terrible shape. I mean, yeah, that's just he's it. got COVID again. That would be funny. How many years younger than Biden is he? Just two or three? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. (laughs) Jody had that right at her fingertips. But his physical age is, I would say, 10 years older than Joe Biden. Yeah, absolutely. As far as his overall health in general, he can't possibly be healthier than Joe Biden. There's just no way. He's, I guess, not allowing the coat that they wanted to put into evidence. The coat? Uh, Once we said, yes, put it into evidence, they said, oh, we don't want to do that. That's not true. Disgrace. But here's the thing. So you were going to say about the coat, Jody? What's the deal with the coat? Uh, well, I mean, she. It's first off, it's not a coat. It's the dress. She has the dress. He's not willing to uh, present his DNA. <laughs> okay. All right. Basically, she produced the dress and asked for his DNA, and he said no. Okay. So oh, he's so weird. Here's the other thing: trial's over. Yeah. yeah. Closing. The only thing left is closing statements. And so. Thank you. I, it's like, homie, you missed. I don't know if you're in the wrong time zone, but you're actually five hours ahead, not five days behind. So you can't go in there now. It's done. It's a done I deal. Know. So I guess you, to a certain extent, he's talking to low information supporters. Yes. Who don't realize that Taco Pina, when asked whether this was true, whether he was going to go back and testify, Taco Pina was like, no. I mean, he didn't even hesitate. He's like, no, not going to happen. In fact, Trump is not even putting, that team, Trump's legal team, isn't even putting up a defense. They're not calling any witnesses for the defense in all of this. I wonder what his point was in saying that. And I guess the only thing is, well, my people really don't follow, you know, the news. So they're not going to have any understanding in terms of what's really happening in this case, which means... Taco Pina is going to tackle him down oh, yeah. before he ever gets to the stand. Either that or at this point, can you imagine at this stage in the trial, Donald Trump firing his legal team Yes. in order for him to testify? And then he gets up there and testifies and botches mm-hmm. the whole thing. One of the reasons Taco Pina doesn't want Trump to testify is because there was a deposition over the summer that was, was apparently a disaster for Trump. Oh, and they played it in the in the E. Jean Carroll trial. They were allowed to because he was refusing to testify and it's not a criminal trial. So civil trials, you can play depositions. Do we have a sense right now in terms of how this is going to land where the... Uh, verdict is going to end up uh, dropping on all of this? Is it likely that it's going to go against him? I'm just, I'm trying to get my hopes up is what I'm trying to do. I think it will because Taco Pina uh, was attacking her in ways that I think a 2023 jury would not accept versus say a 2000 jury might. Yeah, okay. Um, Because it's like women don't come forward to make money. They don't come forward to slander somebody. They don't come forward to, you know, it's, it's, yeah, no. it's super, super rare that a woman cries rape who has not been raped. It just, it's so rare. Yeah. Yeah. And the women that do, you know, lie about it, they should be prosecuted. I'm with that because it de- denies everybody else the right to, and I think it's, what is it? What? 3% of all rape victims actually report it. Mm-hmm. And then out of that 3%, only about 3% get a conviction. So, I mean, it's that difficult to prove because nine times out of 10, well, maybe not that often, but many times 
the person who is raped knows the person that raped them already. It's very rare. Stranger rape is different than, hey, you knew the guy. What did, what were you, you know, what were you wearing is no longer a thing with stranger rape, but with date rape or uh, acquaintance rape, um, it's, it's really hard to prove, unfortunately, because unlike murder, hey, he was asking for it. He was out, you know, and I stabbed him. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Right, right. Nobody says it about murder or burglary or, you know, any sort of theft. It's always sex is mm-hmm. always it's her fault because how dare she do whatever it was she was doing. And so, like, you never say to somebody, well, why did you leave your car out in the parking lot where somebody could break into it and steal it. I mean, you know, nobody says that. What were you thinking leaving your house out in the open? Open. I mean, (laughs) nobody says that when it's an assault even. Just a regular beating beating somebody up. Nobody says, well, he was asking for it. Nobody says that. Yeah, yeah. My house was wearing a mini skirt and that red, red lipstick. It was asking for it. It was totally asking for (laughs) it. Right. So Takapina told Judge Kaplan at the end of court on Tuesday that Trump wouldn't be testifying. And then Kaplan replied, it is his call. I'm not <laughs> sure whether that means it's Takapina's call or Trump's call. I wonder if Trump's call. Trump's call. Yeah. Okay. So Trump could come in and just say, I'm going to testify or you're fired, Takapina's. We'll see. I tend to believe that Donald Trump was just talking a big game in Scotland or Ireland. <laughs> No matter where he happened to be, which country, different countries, by the way. Probably also a little bit confused just in the timeline. You know, I I really think he's a little dissociated. Yeah. Well, just imagine the pressure he's under uh, where Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is forced to deal with the stress of all of these cases happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, this E. Jean Carroll situation alone is enough to uh, make him lose sleep. So, meantime, the jury did, however, I think we were just talking about this, hear directly from Trump later in the day on Tuesday when lawyers for Carroll played parts of the videotaped deposition he sat for in October. In one clip, Trump called Carroll's allegations ridiculous. He said, it's the most ridiculous, disgusting story. It was just made up. If Trump says one thing, the opposite is usually true. The other thing is that, uh, what is this, a New York Supreme Court judge? has tossed out Donald Trump's lawsuit against the New York Times, which is also wonderful news. Just to be clear about all of this, this is just, this ruling only had to do with the New York Times and Trump's lawsuit against that publication. Contrary to what the Daily Beast tweeted yesterday, the judge did not throw out our friend Mary Trump's uh, lawsuit, or the lawsuit against Mary Trump, the defamation lawsuit. Good. So that has not been thrown out yet. But well, she's gonna. He's he's suing her, right? Yeah, he's suing her. Oh, uh, she's gonna win. I'm, I have no doubt. She's totally gonna win. That so game. yeah, so Trump's lawsuit. Isn't he against- like also mad that she got all those documents from the law firm? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, this is declassify them in her mind, asshole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so this is all coupled together. Uh, Mary Trump and the New York Times to an extent because yeah. Mary Trump was the one who helped out the New York Times getting their hands on some of this information. So if the lawsuit against New- the New York Times is thrown out, then also I think the Mary Trump lawsuit should be. But it hasn't, it will. It hasn't been ruled on yet. 
So we'll find out about that. Probably, as we were talking about at the top of the show, probably two minutes after we finished recording this. Yes. And it was so embarrassing Mm. yesterday because I was like, I saw that Daily Beast tweet come down, and then I immediately texted Mary Trump, and I said, congratulations, the judge just tossed out the lawsuit against you. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, oh, shit. The tweet was wrong. Trump, who was facing a number of legal battles, filed the $100 million lawsuit in 2021, alleging that the Times and his niece, Mary Trump, had worked together on an insidious plot to secure his tax records for a story on his tax issues, which went on to win a Pulitzer Prize. The lawsuit claimed that interactions between three Times reporters and his niece led to a breach of contract of a 2001 family confidentiality agreement. The New York uh, Supreme Court Justice Robert Reed. Is that the uh, dad from the Brady Bunch? Yes, Bob Reed. Okay, great. Interesting. I thought he was gone. From the dead. From the dead. He's back from the dead. He's back from the dead and he's sitting on the New York Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. He said on Wednesday that Trump's claims failed as a matter of constitutional law. And then he said, you know, when you lie to other people, you're also lying to yourself and you're lying to all the people who've lied to you. Um, just like Robert Reed would in the Brady Bunch is what that joke was, yes. Courts have long recognized that reporters are entitled to engage in legal and ordinary news-gathering activities without fear of tort liability, the judge said. The New York Times is pleased with the judge's decision today. Uh, We are pleased the court reached the correct ruling dismissing Mr. Trump's frivolous case against the New York Times and its reporters. We are confident the court will also protect Ms. Trump's exercise of her First Amendment rights. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> We're all pulling for our friend Mary Trump on this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, in case I haven't mentioned it yet, the Woo-hoo! Trek Politics Podcast premieres the week of June 5th. Can't wait. That's me and Mary Trump talking about the sociopolitical impact of Star Trek in podcast format. I'm doing this in my copious free time. Yeah, because you have, like, 10 minutes a week. (laughs) Yeah. So I figured, you know what? I got an extra 10 minutes a week. Let's talk about Star Trek for that 10 minutes. It's going to be much longer. (laughs) It's going to be more than just 10 minutes. We're going to be talking about Star Trek from the perspective of sociopolitical issues, cultural issues covered on episodes of Star Trek across the entire canon of shows, including maybe even like things like the Kelvin timeline and so on. We're going to be interviewing guests from Star Trek actors to Star Trek producers. In fact, our very first guest is the executive producer and showrunner, director, writer of Picard season three. The great Terry Metalis is going to join us that week. Yeah, Excellent, excellent. So I'm frantically scrambling. Both Mary and I are frantically scrambling to get everything set, ready to go for uh, that first week of June. So get ready. Announcements still to come. Watch this space, etc. All right. So that's my little sideline uh, pitch for the Trek Politics Podcast with Mary Trump and me. And by the way, if you want to get a jump on things, you can follow us on Twitter at Trek Politics. Right. Okay. So the thing with the Daily Beast is they reported in their tweet that it was also Mary Trump. But then in the text of the article, it said, while the court tossed out Trump's claims against the newspaper and its reporters, the claims against the ex-president's niece have yet to be ruled upon. All right. Lots more to talk about. We got to talk about uh, Donald Trump, Nigel Farage and the new line of attack against Joe Biden, which is that he's too old and feeble to attend the coronation of King Charles. Why, oh, why is Joe Biden 
so old that he can't go to the coronation, which no president has ever it's ever attended. gone to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that here coming up. Plus the Tucker text message that may or may not have gotten him fired. That's still a big question mark. I don't think this is what got him fired. I think this is just uh, Fox News, someone at Fox News leaking it to throw a bone to the press to get us to stop talking about Tucker Carlson. Plus, Charlie Kirk defended uh, Tucker's obvious racism. And uh, we've got a worst person in the world. Once again, that worst person in the world, spoiler warning, Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters is, generally speaking, one of the worst people in the world. And uh, we're going to talk about exactly why here in just a few minutes. Okay, but first, today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. So you listen to the Tuesday show, you listen to the Wednesday show, you listen to the Thursday show, and you go, you know what, that's not enough show. That's not enough Bob. That's not enough Bob and company. We're not not enough people to listen to. So why isn't there a fourth show? You know what? There is a fourth show. It's called The After Party, and we put it up on our Patreon page every Friday. It's me, it's Kimberly Johnson, who, by the way, I'm having sex with. I'm not afraid to say that. In a refrigerator. Yes, in the refrigerator. And the secret is, our whole apartment is a refrigerator. (laughs) It is like 50 degrees in here, and it's all I can do to keep from shivering throughout the entire show. But uh, we record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. This one's totally different, though, from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday proceedings. The Friday After Party podcast has a bunch of politics. I mean, primarily it's politics. That's what we always talk. We talk about politics on this show. But we also include uncensored, completely obscene conversations about things like sex, drugs, movies, television, lots of television and stuff. Plus our, our personal lives, we talk about that, too. All the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. That's all. Plus, you're going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. So for $10, you get the After Party, you get the Shadow Docket twice a week, you get access to the Patreon app, you get access to the comments under the episodes, you get access to the community tab, and you know what? You're supporting this fully independent podcast, too. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com, and we thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! Some money and a gun will 
David Ferguson, Annie We Ride at Dawn is the name of that killer track. Holy shit. What, what inspired that? It's an incredible track with, uh, I just, I love the, uh, the vocals, obviously, and the vocal melody, and the, just that relentless backing track. It's amazing. Talk that about it. backbeat is a, such a simple backbeat, but it just really, people just start twitching their butts. They can't stand it. They got to move around to it. It's so like, that's what that was. Yeah. I was twitching my butt and wondering why. Why was I, why am you I doing that? wanted to dance, even though you're probably <laughs> terrible at it. Bless your heart. Yeah, um, I am. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's kind of a personal story. In fact, I'm just going to let people, whatever you feel like that's about, it's what it's about. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, but it's, uh, I had like this 90 second piece of music since Thanksgiving, like on my hard drive that I just kept coming back to and going, oh, I got to figure out how to untangle this and make it into a song. And, and then about a week and a half ago, it just started to flow. It cracked yeah. open. And um, it just kind of flowed out. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a weird song structure because I'm like, what's the chorus? What's the verse? I don't know. But then again, like "Sweet Dreams" by Eurythmics. What's the chorus of that? Is it? Is the "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This"? Who am I to disagree? Is that the verse or the chorus? Uh, you know what? I think that's the verse. I don't think there is a chorus on that song. Now that you mention it, interesting. I gotta go but back. It's kind of all chorus. Yeah. I mean, I guess the chorus. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those fascinating songwriting enigmas for me, but like yeah, yeah, it's so like uh, Rush's like uh, Rush's track "Red Barchetta" also doesn't have a chorus. That's what I know about mm. that one. Yeah, uh, and I love the title of the song. I just love that whole idea of Annie. We ride at dawn. Just there's something adventurous about it. Like okay, we're about ready to hit the road. Let's do Saddle this. Saddle up and yeah. let's go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody yeah. get in the fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it's another. It's a good track to uh, listen to as the uh, weather gets warmer and you can roll down the windows and 
feel the fresh air and blast some music, huh? Annoy the other drivers. Yeah, it's a definitely a driving song. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly and right. And the bass, I, I urge you to listen to it in the car um, because the bass comes up from underneath your if, – if you have good speakers, yeah, it's – it's. Yeah, makes you want to move, makes you want to freaky deaky. As I say, boogie <laughs> nights. Um, yeah, it's such a great track. And again, astralsummer.bandcamp.com yeah, to, uh, to download. Yeah, by the way, we, then, this, is just the, this is just the mono version because we present the show in mono. Uh, so what you want to do, not mononucleosis, monoral, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. But uh, so what you want to do is download the song so you can feel the and listen to the full dynamic range of the stereo track. So there you go. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're still in the 50s. Now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It'll be like I uploaded it right before the show. Uh, and the cover art by my buddy David Green, who's a listener. And that's how we met. He's a you know a listener who reached out to me. on. Oh, Facebook, great. But, Excellent. Thanks, David. Um, the art he did. It's like Tron Gothic. It's so fucking cool. You have to go look at it. It's uh, on Bandcamp and it'll be on the streaming services i'm going to upload it right after the show it generally takes about one to two days to turn around so keep start checking spotify and apple music like tomorrow i got a question for jody is lonnie's real first name david i just am curious about that because everyone involved with astral summer is named david no, yeah. his his real first name is Lonnie. Okay, okay, just curious because I was like, okay, so now there's a third David involved with Astral Summer, so that's a lot of Davids. Just was wondering if that was a rule or something. Okay, uh, great track. Can you Again, imagine how cool a guitar track by Lonnie would sound on that though? Like oh just, yeah. Uh, although you know what, you may be gilding the lily. I think it's great as is. So. Okay. Lots of remixes are for, but anyway. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, we'll have to debut the remix once that gets uh, rolled out. Okay, uh, and also, is it just Bandcamp or everywhere you get your digital music? Are you posting it on Spotify and Apple Music and all it that crap? It should be on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube by Saturday at the latest. Okay, is it up on uh, Bandcamp yet? Is it up there now? now? Yes. Okay, good, good. I put so, it up right before I logged on. All right, so the link in the description will point to the Bandcamp page for Astral Summer. We can download this song. Okay, um, let's talk about Trump's conversation with Nigel Farage. First of all, Trump went into this interview without his copyrighted and trademarked orange clown makeup. And, <laughs> oh and just, my. just to be clear, he's not using a spray tan or a tanning bed for that. That is makeup. Oh, it's totally makeup. It's makeup. It's like some form of cover-up or something because he's got... Uh, yeah, well, not only <laughs> is it his brand, right, but he's got to cover up his rosacea. Now, I think that's part of the reason right. why he wears that makeup. Didn't look like himself without, without the makeup on. It was like when Kiss first appeared without their makeup. Like, oh, that's not, those are, those guys aren't Kiss. How could that Everyone's be? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ace Freely, you were so pretty, and then look at you. <laughs> For those of you who, at home who don't know, <laughs> yeah. Nigel Farage is an alcoholic bullfrog that lives under a haunted tree stump in London. Uh, and it's the slave of like every evil character in every single like Dickens novel that you ever read. He's just like the worst person in the fucking world. Big driver in Brexit, you know, but like never expected Brexit to actually work is what yeah. we learned from, you know, yeah. That is hilarious. That's exactly what Nigel Farage is. He's just a pain in the ass. He's an instigator and he's in Vladimir Putin. He can fit into Vladimir Putin's back pocket. 
which is quite a feat. Spends a lot of time back there. It's almost like I've got a Tiny Trump and a cigar box in the closet, just like uh, the Green Mile and Mr. Jingles. Well, <laughs> Putin walks around with Nigel Farage in his back pocket, yeah. dr- drops a Skittle in there every once in a while. Nigel Farage devours it. Nigel, actually, like they were dragging, they were trying to troll someone with a shitty old plane and one of those banners that you pull across the sky. And the fucking plane crashed and Farage like walked away from it. I mean, he was he was injured pretty badly, like broken ribs, broken collarbone and stuff. But like they just proof that like real evil never dies. It yeah. just, like, you know, it walks the earth forever. Right. And- <laughs> well, here's a great example. Trump was sitting there looking all pale talking about how Joe Biden doesn't plan to attend the coronation of King Charles because he's old and feeble and he can't make it no. to London. And he has to go to Delaware where he hides in his bunker. Wasn't he just in Ukraine? Yeah, he was traveling all over the place. He was, you yeah. know, he, he was singing American Pie with the president of South Korea. It was just all kinds of shit going on. Joe Biden. White House correspondence dinner. Exactly. Here's Trump and Farage giving uh, uh, Vladimir Putin a big woody. Now, Mr. Biden's not coming. What does that say What's that about say? his relationship with the UK? Because we get the feeling here. Yeah, he's very, very pro-Ireland. He completely ignores the fact that Biden is, in fact, an English name. He's got English relatives. He doesn't seem oh to like God. us very much. I don't think he can do it physically, actually. I think that it's hard for him to do it physically. <laughs> I think getting over here for him, he's got a lot of things going and a lot of... Strange things happen. <laughs> he's got a lot what? of things going, a lot of strange things happening. He's he's see, like this is a man who's like friends with Rudy Giuliani, the man whose hair began to slide off of his head <laughs> in front of a camera, the man who farted audibly while he. I mean, like it's just like you want to talk about someone who's got strange things happening. It's fucking mule jaw Giuliani <laughs> over there. Like yeah, you know, yeah Giuliani so, like, looks like a changeling from Star Trek that's losing its structural integrity. Right. That's what Julie- <laughs> his molecular bonds are dissolving. Yeah, but some sh- weird things are happening to Joe Biden, making him incapable of attending strange this things. corner. Yeah. Strange things. That's right. But certainly he should be here as our representative of our country. Uh, I was surprised. <laughs> He's so snotty and slobbery. It's, oh God, I can't stand listening to his voice when he gets so slobbery. Like when he was doing the... COVID oh, come press on, kiss Grandpa Bob. Kiss, let him take his dentures out first. It's like it's all extra sloppy. He's got all that extra whatever in his mouth. Goo and... Yeah. yeah. When I heard that he wasn't coming, you would think he would be here. He'll be in Delaware where he spends a lot of time. He spent a lot of time Shut during the, the election. Shut the fuck up, Donald. Yeah. He's actually got his eggs in his mouth because he's swimming upstream to spawn. <laughs> He's like a tra- uh, salmon, like head of that stream, got some eggs. Future, yeah, like, future, future Trump's clinging to his mouth cavity. His <laughs> one really dumb egg hanging off the edge. Going, that is Eric. Yeah. <laughs> really dumb egg. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's. I was very surprised to see. I think it's very disrespectful for him not to be. I posted this on Twitter. I got a, got a couple questions for these a-holes. When was the last time a British king, queen, or prime minister attended a presidential inauguration in the United States? The answer no would be, shit. The, the answer would be, of course, never. 
When has a president, a United States president, ever attended a British coronation? The yeah, I mean, it would is, have been 70-plus years ago, first off. That's right. And the answer, by the way, is never, never, right. it's never fucking happened. We sometimes We say, left England. We yes. left them. We let them do, it's like when Germans bust out the Jägermeister, it's like, time to go, this is a them thing. You know? Right. Like, it's, we, you're like, go ahead and do up your English thing, guys, and we will be over here respectfully distant, you know? This is a them thing. Oh, my <laughs> God, that's a perfect way to describe that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah we're us there that like our fucking American president is probably the only person on earth who can upstage a British royal. Yeah. And they don't want that on his, you know, Charles's big day. Yeah. I, mean, I know. It wasn't like uh, it was Queen Elizabeth sitting next to Hillary Clinton who said that. Well, that was some weird shit. During Trump's <laughs> inauguration. Exactly. No. We would, yeah. It just doesn't happen. They don't do that. They don't send the prime minister. They don't send, they certainly don't send the, the queen or the king when there was a king in England. It just it's hasn't. It's like if you let like Mercury, I mean like Jupiter and Saturn collide. They're like so big <laughs> and they have such massive gravity wells that you can't put them together. Like, oh, just, yeah. Right. Well, I don't I'm, know why my physics expert here is a valley guy, but like. <laughs> He's a total well, that, I came out on the 101, and then I came like right through from North Hollywood, and then yeah. What and then you, you went to Pasadena, okay? Because yeah. you know, like you live in North Hollywood, and then you have to go to Pasadena where the sciencey people are. Yeah, and then when Biden shows up at the coronation, everyone goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> Biden oh was like God. totally like, "Well, I caught a chi- flight out of JFK, and it was just like, here I am," you know. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, Southern California. We know you're not on board with this shit, except Orange County. We'll just ignore well, that. Well, no, 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 no. I, I live in the valley. Wide streets, plenty of parking. Oh, my God. No, everybody in California, <laughs> when you say hi, the next thing they tell you is how they got there. Exactly. Oh, my God, you know? yeah. It took you 20 minutes because you took the 101. Well, actually, if you're really yeah, the old. the 101 up the PCH, and then the little, it's like, dude, none of this makes any sense to anybody who doesn't live there. Oh, no, no, no. Native Angelinos, <laughs> it's the Ventura Freeway to the San Diego Freeway. Or the Golden State Freeway to the Hollywood Freeway. I mean, we talk about freeway names, not their numbers, because we're, I'm old. It's like the San Diego Freeway. That's the 405. The Golden State is the 5. The 101 is the Ventura Freeway. Yeah. Uh, Also turns into the Hollywood Freeway after the 170. So, you know. (laughs) You know what? In case you don't know, we're talking about a sketch that was on Saturday Night Live a bunch of times called The Californians. The Californians. Here's yeah, a, yeah. Here's the Cal- a, it was very funny. Here's a taste of that. Next on The Californians. I'm glad you came over, Devin. Well, I do. <laughs> Maybe you should get going before Stuart gets home. All right. I'll say you're going to take Candy View Driver to San Vicente and then make a left and go 405 North from there. <laughs> just get off of Mulholland. I totally like that. <laughs> I think this is the first hey, one. Hey, honey. I brought us some tangerines. This guy was selling them on the off-ramp over by the two. <laughs> Devin? Ooh, what are you doing here? Stuart, why are you him so early? I skipped Wilshire and took Beverly over to Santa Monica and took that all the way up. I think you should go home now, Devin. <laughs> There's nothing going on, Stuart. I should go home. Empty, take it to the 10, then switch over to the 405 North and let it dump you out into Mulholland where you belong. 
so good. Sure. At this time of day, it's gonna be jobs. Just get out of the chin and get out of here. The Californians, yeah. The Californians. Awesome. Just Man, awesome. the people who are complaining about us not talking enough politics in the last show that were just enraged are <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, suck it, peasants. It. Yeah. <laughs> we Shit dish happens. it out, you lap it up, and that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the first time I ever went to Southern California for a bunch of meetings in L.A., it was I experienced that exact thing where my manager at the time just gave me all kinds of, like, tips about how to get around the 405 yeah. and how to get on the one and just all this shit happening all certain the same or the 101 time, like Lonnie literally left this morning at 6 30 but it was raining yeah um and oh kinda- no <laughs> it rained in Los Angeles <laughs> what are you and it was it was, a, it was a it was a decent downpour and uh-huh. so he took my car which is low to the ground first off yeah. and so he took it all the way down to Anaheim where he was to buy a part, and it took him two hours, which should normally at six thirty take maybe forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, a, I used to. You know, we all drive the same car we drive every other day when it rains. It's not like it's the. Yeah. It's like oh god, rain. Let me take the. I mean. Well, oh no, honey, honey. No, my car is so low to the ground, and we flood in this area. Oh, okay. Um, that that I took his truck to Stephanie's this morning because I knew, and her when I drove up to her house. There was a river going down uh, Los Feliz Boulevard. I, I remember I was running an animation studio in Reading, Pennsylvania for 10 years. And everyone in New York who I dealt with would say, like, okay, why are you setting up in Reading, Pennsylvania? And I said, you know what? If I lived in the valley in L.A. and I had to get to where MTV was in Santa Monica... It would oh, probably a, take me the same amount of time it would take me to get from Reading to New York City would yeah. take me to get from the Valley to Santa Monica. No, I've been to those studios, and trust me, that's only 15 miles. Yeah. <laughs> but depending on the time of day that you leave, yeah, it's either a 20-minute drive or an hour. Right. And then when We you don't sh- do mileage here. We just do how long does it take. If you end up showing up early, they go... What are you doing here? What are you doing here? No, it's like, but it's like the tides or something. It's like certain certain places become impassable. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I was going to go up, you know, to the, and they're like, after 3 p.m.? No, don't do that. <laughs> that is forbidden. Uh, no, wait, wait. Our so, people do not go there. Oh, no, after, we don't. You know, like, it's. After, yeah. after the, the riots in 92 and then the earthquake in 94, I. I moved into the valley in 93, and so I was at La Brea and Wilshire, which is far from where I live. Um, (laughs) How'd you get there? I I left that area at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. and I made it home in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, we need more earthquakes and riots because nobody lives here now. What roads did you take? To get I the- took I took Fairfax all the way, <laughs> and then and then I took Cahuenga <laughs> over the hill. Themselves. It's a bit, Jody. <laughs> you didn't really need to answer that. I, I so I took Fairfax up. Okay, no, I took La Brea, and then I took Hollywood Boulevard to Cahuenga. I, t- I did not take the 101 because duh. Um, so I took Cahuenga <laughs> over the hill to um uh, and then I took Colfax to Laurel Canyon to my house. Um, so that's how it happened. No, seriously, it was like I made it home in 30 minutes on. Surface streets, this doesn't happen. Congratulations. That's At five o'clock in the evening on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. It's just <laughs> that doesn't happen. It never I happens. My song was cool, but I've just been shown up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
We premiered a new Asheville summer track, and Jody told us how she made it to a place in 30 minutes. Incredible. And I should have taken an hour and a half to Over get home. Surface streets, no less. Yeah. Although it kills me. When, like I said, it, everybody apologizes to you if you're from out of town and it rains. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, LA, yeah. like, I'm so sorry it rained while you were here. And I want to be like, <laughs> this is unacceptable. Get me the weather manager. You know? <laughs> I know where one lives. Fritz Coleman lives not too far from me. Oh, so. God. Well, I, I'm just I, like it's not a big deal. We do this at home all the time. It's adorable that you guys freak out so bad when water falls out of the sky. Uh, yeah, no, you, you know what happens is people in LA that are natives, they know how to drive in the rain. It's all y'alls from other places that go, you don't know how to drive and then cause accidents. Well, you know what? It's just as bad here in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, I bet. The Beltway, if you spit on the road, the Beltway jams up for maybe 12 miles. It just stopped traffic. That's how insane it is in Washington, D.C. It's, uh, and I've been stuck in that perpetually over the last three weeks. So if I'm a little bit manic and a little bit off balance, that's probably why. Okay, See, I'm so, from Georgia, like ludicrous. We're like, yeah. move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> Just, <laughs> right. Nothing slows us down. We're like, rain, hurricanes, doesn't matter. Bison <laughs> in the road, just drive around. Yeah, yep. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about this Tucker text message here in a second, plus Charlie Kirk's ridiculous defense of Tucker's racism. We've got a worst person in the world, and a whole lot more stuff coming up here on today's show. Back with more of those things right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. They told you in school about freedom, but when you time to free, they never let you. Brad Brooks. Yeah. I love that. That's- yeah, it's a great track. It's called The American Ruse. What do you think that's about? Yeah, maybe the previous administration? Hmm? I would say yes. Oh, I was still singing Rue McClanahan, and, you know, she's great. She was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just now got that. All right, uh, link in the description, of course, to support Brad Brooks and to download well, this Ru- song Ru- into your Ru- record collection. Paul, obviously. Yeah. The obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so uh, 
I don't know what the deal is with this text message other than a great way for Fox News to kind of shut people up about what Tucker did to get fired. They threw this, someone leaked this text message out to the New York Times. And let me just read this thing, the pertinent part of it. And of course, I'm reading Tucker Carlson being racist. So don't hold this against me. It's his words. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he said, I was watching video. You know what? I should do this in his voice. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching oh, video. Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Stop. Ew. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was watching video of people fighting in the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and just started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yeah, well, obviously, white people do fight like this because he was just then watching three white people fight like that. But essentially, he was that saying that, that non-whites fight dishonorably. And so these white Trump supporters were behaving like non-whites. And so therefore, they were bad. But then Tucker goes on to root for the three Trump guys who are fighting dishonorably. He wanted them to kill the Antifa kid. I don't think this is why Tucker was fired. I think this is just throwing a bone to the press to try to get us to shut up about it. The, The other thing is, you know what this reads like to me? This reads like it's in Tucker's show voice, which indicates that in fact, it's the Lincoln funny. Project, yeah, the Lincoln Project did a whole video where they used a Tucker AI voice to read some of this, and it sounds like one of his A-block monologues. It sounds like Tucker was writing this up to deliver on his show that night. So this isn't just a text message to a producer. This is a script that he may have wanted to do. This is uh, 20 after 4 in the afternoon on January 7th, the day after the insurrection. And I think he was proposing this to his showrunners and his newsroom, et cetera. We want to do this on the air tonight. I want to say this on the show. Because it, and that's because I was reading it, going. Nobody writes texts like this. This exactly. is not a text. Yeah, I'm not. This it felt performative to me, which is exactly what you're calling out. And I do think you're possibly right there. I, or, I, I think so. I just think he's so full of shit that I think he's doing. I mean, like he's doing a bit to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know that guy. We all knew that guy in college or wherever. The creepy guy that was always doing a bit. Yeah. Like it, it was and he couldn't even tell that he was being phony and that everybody could sense that he was off and weird. Yeah. The the guy who's always on and you just want him to talk like a real life human being for a second. Okay, stop doing shtick. Can you just speak to me yeah. like I'm a regular person? Drives me nuts when people do that. They don't have any uh what off position on the douchebag switch. And that's the case with Tucker Carlson here. So I think what may have happened, if this was related at all to his firing. I think what he was doing is proposing this as a script for that night. And then some of his people said, you don't want to say this on the show, Tucker. I don't know what may have happened because it seems like something similar to what he said on the show already. He's been this racist on his show before. So I don't know why anyone would object. But my guess is someone said, no, maybe it's not a good idea to do this. And then he called that person a C word and went off. And maybe that's why he got fired. I don't know. Maybe that's the additional information. I want the Lincoln Project's audio of his voice going, I can taste it in my mouth. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, gross. The fun you could have with that. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Well, he said, yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him, he said. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. There you go, David. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. It's nice of him to at least acknowledge that. That person is human, yeah. unlike Greg Abbott, who the <laughs> people that were killed in Texas were just illegals. Right, right. So this is where I feel like they're going to come to his defense that, like, oh, he showed remorse. No, you know, he did not. No, no. Well, that may have been why they released this text, because it humanizes yeah. him a little bit. Like, he's like, okay, Ugh. well, I, sh- I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, uh, I shouldn't be a racist <laughs> who wants someone to die. I still feel this way. I shouldn't be, but I still do. That's <laughs> right. like saying Madame Tussauds humanizes celebrities you know it's like no this just makes him come across as even more contrived yeah exactly so charlie kirk defended tucker carlson on this front let's listen to a little bit of charlie kirk the dumbest man in politics trying to parse this in a positive light huh? in fact if you want to actually get to the truth that tucker was saying here is that there is a disturbing this is a fact no one wants to say this there is a disturbing pattern of blacks jumping people of all races in the urban corridors in America. That is a fact. What? Where does he get that when shit? This, I was like, wait, I was like, that took, that took an unexpected turn. I was like, what, what? I don't like it. You shouldn't like it. It's horrifying. But it's a pattern that we are seeing. No, it's not. Tucker Carlson was sending a private text message basically piggybacking on that fact. By the way, you know who the blacks are jumping more than anybody else? Asians in the streets. Well, you know, the other thing about this is we're talking about an incident that Tucker was observing in which three white guys jumped another white guy. Thank you. How are we getting to, oh, this happens with blacks all the time, out of this incident that involved four white guys? Yep. I just, I, like I said, that it's not a noun. When yeah. someone says the blacks, I'm like, okay, you're a fucking racist asshole, period. There's yeah. no way around it when you're like just... Yeah, well, defending this at all is super-duper racist, for sure. There are thousands of videos of blacks ganging up on their victims. It's not racist to say that. It's not racist to see pattern recognition and say, wow, we usually don't see this. It's not to say that one race is better than the other. I know Tucker Carlson, unlike these mockingbird media apparatchiks. He does not have a racist element of an he entire really, he like, fact, yeah. he got a little boner when he wrote that for himself oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. these mockingbird apparatchiks or mockingbird media apparatchiks he was like Ooh, i'm so smart yeah charlie <laughs> studying for the uh, charlie kirk studying for the sats and just landed on apparatchiks yes. that morning <laughs> yeah hooked on phonics he just learned uh, apparatchiks just that day it's like when donald trump hears stephen miller say something and donald trump repeats it but gets it all gets it all wrong it's the yeah. same dynamic. Like someone said apparatchiks to Charlie Kirk that day. And he was like, oh, apparatchiks, that's a great word. I'm gonna Tomorrow use Tomorrow he'll that learn word. pogrom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that brings us to the worst person in the world, Jesse Waters with his punch me face and his shit-eating smirk. Uh, this is Jesse Waters describing something that he allegedly saw in New York City. Just another uh, awful example of Fox News racism. If Tucker got fired because of this text message about the these guys beating up this Antifa kid, then 
not, Jesse Waters should join him in the unemployment line after yeah. this particular segment on The Five. The mayor here is complaining about a couple thousand yeah. with more resources than any other city in the entire country? That's ridiculous. Now, what? I saw on the way into work a illegal immigration family digging through the trash looking for recyclables. Okay, he's making this all up. Yeah. There's no two ways about this. He is fabricating this entire story to make a point because he's got no soul. He's a soulless automaton. He doesn't care. He's got, he doesn't have any core values. You can't even say immigrant. Yeah. He's like, I saw an illegal immigration family. And it's like, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. I know big words are hard. But you could, I mean, it's your job now to sit <laughs> right. there on the TV and run your fucking mouth. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, as soon as he's challenged on it, that's where the gaps start to come in. That's where he's just bullshitting his yeah. way through it. ...to work a illegal immigration family digging through the trash looking for recyclables. How did you know they were illegal? You can tell. Jesse. I can tell. Okay, how do you know they were illegal? You can tell was his how response. How can you tell? Did you look at their papers? No, you can just tell, Jody. You can just say. Oh, okay. You can say, look, so oh, that the Germans, he can tell if Germans are here... Yeah. Or English folks or Swedish. You know how I know? How do you it? know I'm not an illegal Canadian? I, I exactly. A, a spy even. Like, like I mean, my friend Americans. Michael, he's Canadian. We don't know if he's got papers. You know how I know Jesse Waters has an STD? Because he probably would select his dates by saying, well, she doesn't look like she has herpes. Well, you can't, you can't tell this shit by just looking at You really at think somebody would have sex with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. So I retract. Have you guys talked about what's his face? The other one, because I get him and the Stephen Crowder. Like to me, they're kind of oh the same God, guy. Oh yeah, Stephen Crowder. Waters, you- Gutfeld, and Crowder are basically interchangeable. They're all yeah, douchebag. I have a harder time telling Crowder and Waters apart. Like to me, they're the, basically <laughs> the same guy. But like Crowder is apparently like has it start the night of the long night. He's awful. Of yeah. the right wing shills has started because like. I mean, in addition to that tape of him abusing his wife. Has two tapes. Yeah. Two tapes have leaked out. But now there's, like, accusations of him, like. Like revealing his <laughs> penis, like exposing his penis people. to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, That's not surprising. Yeah, not surprising at Which, all. Which, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, like, the guy, when the people were like, people for, were trying to defend Kavanaugh were like, no, actually, that wasn't Brett Kavanaugh in college in Yale, freshman year, who put his dick on a girl at a party. It was this other guy who's also a conservative activist who gave the fucking Hunter Biden laptop copy disc to Victor Orban. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what did they fucking his entire, like, Viper's Nest? of evil conservative pricks were all in the freshman class at Yale in the same fraternity. Like, it just, it's so creepy. And like, all the Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow. like, everyone on the right, it's like, you know, Ben Shapiro's like, well, Harlan's a good guy. I've been on his yacht. You know, who, who hasn't? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. God, yeah. it's one big fucking gross hot tub full of DNA soup. Yeah, and by the way, there. if you haven't seen the first episode of The White House Plumbers, the more things change, the more they stay the same. These we're, we're talking about a story yeah. about E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy. And, and how is the guy playing Liddy? Because you knew him. Yeah, so. Justin Thoreau is a great Liddy. Just an excellent. Okay, maybe not as good as the performance of Liddy in Gaslit, but he's pretty good. Uh, this is okay. a... 
This is an interesting story insofar as it demythologizes the White House oh, plumbers. Because up till now, they've always been presented as these serious, dangerous guys. But they're actually just a bunch of bungling idiots who are yeah, self-important. Yeah, they yeah. think they're better than they are. And in fact, yeah. they fucked up many times. When they finally broke into Watergate and got caught, that was their fourth attempt to get into the DNC <laughs> offices. Just to give you an idea of how incompetent they uh, were. Hot pockets! High pocket, yeah, and and Gordon Liddy used to call me high pockets. That was a yep. that was a thing. Okay, and and so people like Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld, they're all cut from the same cloth as the, like the White House plumbers. These self serious, bungling, incompetent morons who don't know anything about anything and who get by just on brute force. That's it. That, just repeating the same shit over and over again. That's how they end up getting to where they are and succeeding. Uh, and they're all surrounded by fucking sniveling toadies. That's also I mean, true. You know that. yeah, it's yeah. like that they are like they each have their own little retinue of yes men around them, and that they're all mm -hmm. like the worst places to work. Apparently, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like terrible people make terrible bosses. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's get back to uh, Jesse Waters talking about this illegal immigration family. Illegal immigration oh God, family going? digging yeah. Oh, yeah. through the trash looking for recyclables. How did you know they were illegal? You can tell. And Jesse. I can tell I'm a city guy and <laughs> said no city guy ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's from the wilds of suburban Connecticut. Come yeah. on. I mean, like, thank you, Jolene on Twitter for pointing that out, by the way. You don't want me to get into it, but I can tell. And it is the saddest thing to see. Oh, by the way, Greg Gutfeld just peeing himself. He's so happy. That's a good Greg Gutfeld just loves every second of uh, Jesse Waters' story here. Just give you an idea how much of an a-hole he is. Because they're not able to work here. They came to work, but they're not able to work here. And the point is this. You have to be able to choose the people that come into the country based on needs. If you need this type of person, what? you need this type of bring them in. But to just say, yeah, come everybody in, and then, oops, you know, now people are looking for, you know, a five-cent bottle. That's not right. And you can't blame the guy down in Texas for that. <sighs> huh? So much wrong with that. I don't know. Uh, where do you even begin to unpack Yeah. everything? I mean, just aside from the racism, the fucking eugenic shit, the, you know, like... Right. You're only, I, allowed, you're only allowed to enjoy American freedom and liberty if you're useful to our economy. <laughs> That's Jesse Waters' requirement. If you've got something to do here that contributes to the American economy, come on in. If you're uh, poor and disadvantaged, uh, fuck you. Get out. That's the idea. Fuck you. Yeah. That, I mean, that, yes, that's right. Fuck Never mind you. that they're like, you know, actually helping the environment by mm -hmm. getting recyclables to the, re, you know, recycling plant. Yeah, and right. People are throwing shit away that's recyclable. It needs to get gathered, but that's just. Uh... Yep, that is uh, Jesse Waters, the worst person in the world. And yes, I'm, I'm just going to roll the dice here and say, I think they're going to give Tucker's time slot to Jesse Waters. Absolutely. Can you, you can see that now. Now, now that you've heard Jesse Waters talk, because I know not a lot of us are exposed to Jesse Waters on a regular basis. Now that you oh, no, they're him, not going to oh, give they, it to I him. think that was him throwing his hat in the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You know who else? I think Charlie Kirk was auditioning, too. Oh, they all are. Because he also took on, Charlie Kirk took on that Tucker Carlson plaintive tone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tucker was yeah. exactly right about <laughs> White people fighting. White people fight with honor. 
black people do not. Non-whites fight dishonorably, obviously. I wanted him to kill that guy. Kill him down dead. Honorably. Yes, but at the end of my text message, I actually felt bad about wanting to see him dead. Which he did. He's like, okay, this redeems me. <laughs> Yep. I, I'm I'm remorseful for wanting to see this Antifa guy killed in the street by three Trump supporters. But doesn't honestly. help. Doesn't doesn't help at all. <laughs> Apparently Tucker is gonna not helping. Not yeah. helping. Tucker is working on putting together his own like rogue presidential primary debate among the Republicans. Because the Republicans are so pissed off at Fox News Channel. You know, Fox News and its liberal producers, its leftist producers, according to Don Jr. And as we all know... Don Jr.'s on coke. Which explains why Don Jr. was tweeting the other day that Fox News is run by leftists. Which is the most ludicrous thing in the world! Yeah, where? <laughs> oh my god! Yo, kilogram! How you figure? <laughs> Don Jr.'s on coke. <sighs> okay. Still a lot more show to come on the shadow docket. You know, you might think, okay, God, the show is over already? Wow. Well, you know what? We're not done yet. When this music gets done playing, we keep on talking, and we post that portion of the show exclusively on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. If you don't have that memorized already, what the hell's going on? Get it memorized. <laughs> Write it down. Remember it. Um, and you go there and you sign up for $5 a month. You can keep listening to the show. You can get it. You can put the RSS feed in your favorite podcast player if you know how to do that. I don't. But if, if not, you can listen on the Patreon app. You can listen at patreon.com slash Show. wherever you want. Okay, we're going to see you over there now. Show's over. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Don Jr.'s on Coke.